Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. We are here today with Allison Locke, who is a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner based out of Vancouver, British Columbia. She's also an integrative health practitioner that sees clients virtually from anywhere in the world. As someone with personal experience with endometriosis and chronic period problems, she has specialized training and is particularly passionate about treating fertility and reproductive health. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about it too. Yeah, I feel like this is such an important topic that Mm -hmm. we've been hearing more about and more conversations happening in this space, but I want to like get into some details. But before we do, give us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I'm primarily an acupuncturist and traditional Chinese medicine practitioner. That's my main job in Vancouver. So I see patients in person primarily for reproductive health, fertility, period problems, women's health hormones, the whole the whole umbrella of those kinds of things. And then just last year, I expanded my practice to see clients virtually. So now I have a health coaching business and I get to help people from all over the world with their also period problems and fertility issues and those kinds of things. It's interesting how, well, I'm sure as the world has changed, these type of issues have become more prevalent because our body Mm. is taking in so many more as to encompass all that toxins and, you know, crap like that. But it's interesting to think too, as we've been able to expand our knowledge, we've been able to access so much more support for these things that have been around for so long. And maybe people didn't know or didn't have someone that they could see virtually, even pre pre COVID, you know, people um, Mm. didn't have access to a lot of this stuff virtually. So I, I love that you're able to support women in that way. Yeah, it is really nice to be able to expand my practice. And it resulted from so many people asking me, oh, how can I work with you? And how can I work with you? And I felt so frustrated that my acupuncture license only allowed me to treat people in British Columbia. And so that's kind of what prompted the business because I got so many people asking me online, like how I could help them. And I really was frustrated that I wasn't able to. So yeah, I mean, the whole virtual thing being more of a thing post COVID and everything is actually kind of a blessing in a lot of ways for a lot of people. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I feel like I've had so many conversations where it's like, it sucked, but also there's a lot available now that wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. Feels really. Yeah. There's pros and cons to virtual stuff for sure. Totally. So what we're talking about today is hormone health. And I want to think about it in terms of how we run our business as women, because obviously as women, we are significantly impacted by our hormones, where they're at, what they're doing, um, whether they're balanced or not balanced. So I'm wondering where to start here. Like maybe we start with a general, can you give us like a general overview of 
What do we mean when we say hormone health? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really vague. And I think a lot of people don't even know what it actually means. Like we see the latest supplement on Instagram, like take this for balanced hormones, or this is a balanced hormone diet. And it honestly makes no sense. And it makes me really frustrated because that's not helping anyone. It's not helping to educate or to understand uh, your issues. And so basically, you know, we've got dozens and dozens of hormones in our body and they're little chemical messengers that cause shifts and changes in our body in response to the environment. And so they affect like every part of our lives because we have hormone receptors everywhere in our body, in our skin, in our digestive system, our hair, our brain, just like everywhere there's hormone receptors. And so your hormones, as they fluctuate through our menstrual cycles, it's obviously going to cause these subtle, subtle changes in our mind and body, and that's going to influence our lives. Got it. So if there were like... Are there like, let's say, top three, like most significant hormones that are impacting how we live our life, how we run our business the most? Yeah, absolutely. So you have your like basic reproductive hormones, estrogen and progesterone. Those are the ones that a lot of menstruators are familiar with. And then the other hormones I feel like are fairly relevant to business and life in general is also insulin, uh, blood sugar, because that influences a lot of mood and energy. And then probably also some adrenal hormones like cortisol, which is a stress hormone. And I know everyone who has their own business is very familiar with that hormone. Mm -hmm. And hormones really work in like a cascade. So if like one is out of whack, the rest can follow too. Like your body all, it all works together. It's all holistic and your body's endocrine system is always in communication. So it's not, it's really important to not just focus on one specific hormone, but to zoom out and look at all the hormones combined and how we can support them all. Right. And so when our hormones are balanced, doing what they're supposed to be doing, they're getting the support they need to function. What does life look like? We feel great in like the <laughs> vaguest sense of the word. So we're able to fall asleep and stay asleep well. We can wake up with energy. We have enough energy to get through our day. We don't have a lot of like PMS and period issues. It's just like everything in life physically and emotionally, it feels smooth. And that's really powerful because then that gives you the opportunity and the resources and the energy to like go after the things that you want in life. If you're consistently plagued by fatigue or a really irregular circadian rhythm because you've got chronic stress or all these period issues because your estrogen and progesterone are super out of whack, that's going to take up so much more of your life energy and space mm -hmm. in order to like figure out. So a lot of working with your hormones and helping to system and their balance can be can free you to do so many amazing things in life. Interesting. Yeah, it makes so much sense. I mean, I think so much of if there's some aspect of your body, like your digestive system, or even just like your daily routine, like sleep, if that's impacted or not working, it's like everything in our life is like a domino effect, right? In yeah, exactly. One thing's out of whack and enough and other things can't operate to their full, you know, full level. Um, so thinking about listeners that are hearing this, give us a sense of when it might be a good time to take a look at your hormones and consider like, maybe I need to start adding some support or, and we can talk about what adding support looks like, mm -hmm. but first and foremost, like what are some signs maybe in the way that we run our business that mm, there might be something funky here? Totally. So, I mean, we can look at uh, like 
specific hormones too. But in general, I feel like if you are really struggling to get yourself out of bed and like the morning hours are your least productive, you need your 10 cups of coffee to get going. That's definitely a hormonal thing, probably a cortisol, blood sugar, maybe some other issues going on, maybe thyroid. Um, If you can't like go to sleep at night and your mind is buzzing and you're super stressed and you like your mind just can't shut off. That's also probably a, a hormonal thing. Um, yeah. So it depends on like what the symptoms are. Almost every kind of like symptom you can kind of pinpoint to a hormone kind of being out of whack, like, uh, difficulty losing weight, like the energy issues or stress, or maybe like you just can't focus. You've got so much brain fog in a certain part of your cycle where you know, it's going to be a total write-off for your business. Like that's just going to be wasted time because you know, you're not going to be feeling good. These are Mm -hmm. kinds of signs that like, okay, something is out of whack in your body and it's definitely worthwhile to look into, get a healthcare practitioner to be able to help you pinpoint which hormone is out of whack and why, and then kind of develop a specific treatment plan for you. Got it. So we feel like, okay, I feel like something's not right here. Other than seeing a practitioner, would there be something you would suggest for listeners to, I don't know, in general, even just start learning about their hormones or supporting them? Like, I'm just going to say like drinking extra water or, you know, I don't know. Give us some suggestions for maybe how we can start creating some hormonal balance before that step of like going to see a practitioner. Like if if they're booked yeah, like Yeah, that's a no, great question. Like now. For sure, because there's a lot that you can start doing today that's going to set you up for healthy hormones. And that's kind of the beauty of it. Like they're so malleable to what you're putting in your body and how you're living. And that's like the really cool part about hormones, like how much they can we can influence them so easily. So, I kind of work with like a hormonal pyramid of like we kind of start with cortisol and blood sugar and then we kind of get to the more detailed stuff because those are kind of like the life or death hormones like we need those to be functioning we need those hormones in our body at all times or else we we wouldn't be here estrogen and progesterone they're kind of like the bonus hormones because your body doesn't really need to reproduce that's not essential for our survival but you know it's, it has issues there too if things are out of whack so for my patients the first things that I'm always looking for are blood sugar are you keeping your blood sugar stable throughout the day? Uh, Are you eating breakfast? Are you eating enough protein and fiber, which help uh, curb glucose spikes in meals? Are you spending enough time in between meals to give your blood sugar time to go back down to where it's supposed to be before we we spike it again with the next meal? Carbs are definitely our friend. We need it for a lot of hormone production, but we need to eat them consistently with other macros in order to make sure that it's not causing a super huge spike, which might feel great in the moment. You might have like a lot of energy and get stuff done, but you're definitely going to get a crash later. You're definitely going to have cravings because your blood sugar gets so low. And then it tells the message to your brain to just, it wants the easiest kind of blood sugar supporting thing uh, that will just, you know, give it instant glucose, which is usually sugar or carbs. Um, so I definitely like to start with the blood sugar component because that can be just what you eat for your next meal. Mm -hmm. And then you can notice the positive ramifications of that for the rest of the day. So getting off, you know, a crazy blood sugar roller coaster and keeping things super stable. I've seen change so many people's lives so easily. I love that. Would you say, um, breakfast? Cause I feel like there's so many back and forth about breakfast. Mm-hmm. Would you say breakfast is an important aspect in terms of hormone health and sort of managing that and getting our day started off well? 
Yes, absolutely. I am pro breakfast. I think <laughs> the, the intermittent fasting kind of movement, I'm a fan of to an extent. So I think most menstruators can do 12 to 14 hours of fasting between dinner and breakfast. Anything more than that, then I think can increase your cortisol and adrenal hormones because basically when your blood sugar is super low, then it sends a message to your adrenals to start releasing stress hormones so it can break down your body to create more glucose in your bloodstream because your body can't let your blood sugar get so low where you can't function. So it uses those stress hormones to do it. So we might not always feel like we're super hypoglycemic, but it's causing our stress hormones to, to go nuts. And then that can cause another like hormonal release coaster too. So I am a pro breakfast. I do find that when my patients start eating breakfast again, especially something that has like a good 20, 30 grams of protein, they mm. feel so much better. Yeah. It's really interesting as you're saying all this stuff too, to think about how much in, you know, like, let's say we're stressed about stuff in our business. And it's like every day we're stressed about it. And it's interesting to think that if we got even intentional about this one thing, how we might be able to handle that better. And we may perceive it as less stressful or more manageable because we're not internally like stress hormones aren't pumping out internally. Exactly. Yeah. Keeping a lot of these hormones balanced builds up your resilience for yeah. external stress. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you said, um, Insulin and cortisol was that, or is kind of like eating a big piece of both of those? Is that what you're saying, or is there anything? Yeah, but then cortisol also, like cortisol, has its own wave daily fluctuation. Like it rises in the morning to get us out of bed, and then it kind of slowly wanes throughout the day, and then should be low at night. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of people that have really dysfunctional cortisol patterns. Like it's super low in the morning, so they're just dragging themselves out of bed. Maybe they have like a sharp spike at night, so that makes them have like. Like that second wind of energy and they feel like they can get so much stuff done but then they feel exhausted and like their whole circadian rhythm is just super out of whack so i find those two hormones to be the best and when you're in like a chronic like chronic stress even if it's just chronic low grade you're still sending the message to your body that our environment isn't safe you're still putting it in chronic fight or flight mode and our body can't heal anything if it's stuck in sympathetic like it needs to be in that parasympathetic that rest and digest mode in order for any healing to take place including this, your hormones and the sympathetic mode is like the alert the like yeah that's the fight or flight thing. like yeah okay and for cortisol, you'd also say like eating is a good like way to sort of start managing that hormone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Eating regularly, eating plenty of your protein and fiber and stuff is really great to prevent those stress spikes. Perfect. So what might be in addition to getting our eating very regular and managing those those spikes, what might be another thing that we could do without the support of uh, a health practitioner? to start supporting our hormones a little better. Yeah. So there's a lot more that you definitely need to do for cortisol besides just eating well <laughs> and eating regularly. Right, so <laughs> we need to do like moderate exercise. If we're, if our cortisol is super high and we're just like pounding it and running 10 miles a day, your stress hormones are not going to like that. It's going to think that we're running away from a tiger every single day and it's going to put our body on such high alert that it's going to throw off the rest of our hormones. So I'm a big advocate of like meditation, mindfulness, any kind of 
just like low stim, put away electronics and just like 20, 30 minutes of like chill time each day. I'll literally prescribe that to my patients. Like you just need 20 to 30 minutes of something chill, something quiet, just like low stimulation because we're just such in a high stimulation environment that our bodies just aren't used to having a time and space to just like relax and downregulate. So mm-hmm. every day we need to be doing something to send the message to our body that our environment, our world is safe and it's okay to relax and get out of chronic fight or flight mode. Yeah, something I've, um, so I recently, I shared on the podcast, but not with you, um, that I've been in the last like eight months in some pretty um, intentional uh, eating disorder and body image recovery and been doing a lot of work around that. And um, one of the big pieces of that for me has been shifting the way that I move my body and making it become like turning it into a more mindful experience and a lot slower, like I used to be a personal trainer. I went to the gym five days a week, like lifted tons of weights, sprinted on the treadmill. Um, And one of the things that I found was most supportive was um, this program. They're called Lindy Well. Y'all have probably heard me talk about them because I love them so much. They're a client of mine, but I also just like love their energy and their message. And it's Pilates, but the way that they do it, it, is it a very like low stimulation, very stay in tune with your body, very gentle movements and still incredibly effective. Um, So like that type of movement too, for me has been really helpful. And I imagine that could kind of come into this space that you're talking about where we sort of slow down, quiet, and you still wanted to move your body could maybe do something like this. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I, I I love that you share that. Yeah, the like very slow, relaxed movements or like a gentle yoga, yin yoga, mm-hmm. like a toned down Pilates, like those are great kind of just like get out of your head into your body kind of exercises and practices that I think are healthy for a lot of people because a lot of us we're just really like stuck in our heads all day like really cerebral cognitive kind of things and it's good to just do that slow movement get grounded get back into your body your hormones definitely love that mm-hmm. so some good quiet time maybe some gentle movement um could you give us maybe one more thing to finish out that we could do to support our hormones in terms of running our business in a way that feels really good and feel good while we do it. Yeah, definitely. Diet is also a huge one. Mm-hmm. So uh, making sure that you're eating enough nutrients, like your hormones need enough like vitamins and minerals to be able to function properly. Like um, progesterone is one of our main reproductive hormones. It's really often low and that can cause a lot of like PMS symptoms, like anxiety, insomnia, breast tenderness, moodiness, any of that kind of stuff before a period. It can also cause uh, like heavy, painful periods too sometimes. So making sure that our bodies are producing enough progesterone can be really helpful for a lot of common period issues. And progesterone really needs a lot of magnesium, vitamin C, vitamin D, uh, vitamin B6. And these are all like really important nutrients that we can be getting from our food in order to support our hormones. Um, so yeah, a really nutrient-rich anti-inflammatory diet. So not tons of super inflammatory foods. You're not chugging caffeine, Mm -hmm. uh, not drinking too much alcohol, like everything in moderation, you know, not too much processed junk food. Uh, Your hormones definitely like 
like whole foods, lots of plants, lots of good quality proteins, whether they're from animal sources or plant sources, a lot of healthy fats. It's a lot of the cholesterols from healthy fats that become the building blocks to make our hormones. So that can be a problem with a lot of low fat diets. So getting all your macros in, getting a whole bunch of nutrients in, making sure your diet's generally healthy can be really, really beneficial for your hormones. I love that. And it's like everything you're saying is making me think we just need to get well, for some of us, if some of us, I imagine we're extremely out of balance, we're ex- experiencing a lot of extreme symptoms, of course, working with a health professional is important. But I'm sure for a lot of us, it's just like about getting a little bit more intentional about mm-hmm. our routine and our day to day, like eating all of your meals, eating when you're hungry, getting snacks, making sure your plate is filled with a variety of foods and um, sources of food. And like taking time to chill. Like it all seems, yeah. obviously it's not always that simple, but I think for those of us who aren't super out of balance, it could be as easy as just like getting intentional about a few things to start feeling a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. I, I love that you you said that and made that point that it is like the little daily habits that kind of stack up and mm-hmm. in the long run make a huge change in your hormones. And I love that you said it. it's kind of easy, but it's kind of not yeah. like <laughs> it's true. Like it's very simple, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not hard to do. Yes. Like, you know, eating well, eating all your veggies, eating mm-hmm. enough protein, going to bed on time, all of things. These things aren't necessarily the easiest, but I feel like if you really, you, you know, can consecutively and over a long period of time, uh, do them regularly, at least maybe like 80% of the time. I'm a fan of like 80-20 rule when it comes to a lot of things. As long as most of the time you're, you know, hitting a lot of your checkboxes on all these things that kind of help balance your hormones, then your body can handle the 20%. It's not about like the cheat meal or the night you stay up late with your friends. That's, that's like, the whatever, oh, I'm allowed to do this because I've been so healthy. It's like your body can tolerate that if you treat it really well for the majority of the time. Right. You're creating resiliency in your body by being intentional about that 80%. And it's like anything in life and business that you want to be successful at. Like you've got to, you've got to pay attention. You've got to put effort into it. And thing with our bodies. And it's so funny, this like, thing that impacts so much in our life. And yet it's the thing that we often treat the worst, you know? Yes, it's so true. We always put so many things last. And I see that a lot of, a lot of the times with like women that are working their side hustles and two jobs and whatever, or that have young children, it's like our sleep always comes last. Like that is a thing that is the first thing to go I see in so many people. And sleep is one of the most important things for your hormones too. Like a really poor night of sleep can set you up for a day of insulin resistance or adrenal dysfunction. Like even one night of sleep can be super detrimental. So making sure that you're getting those basics in the majority of the time each day can make huge changes in the long run. Yeah. I love that. So before we wrap up, you've given us so much and it's been so helpful But if there was one thing listeners walk away with, nothing but this, what would that be? Hmm, Maybe listen to your body. I feel like we are often really forcing like, okay, this time of day, I need to do this or I really need to be doing this time. And I think just like having a little check-in each day is like, what does, what will feel good for my body right now? Like, do I need to go for that run? Can I, will stretch feel better before I go to work? Do I need that second cup of coffee? Um, 
And this is especially important, I feel like, throughout our menstrual cycles as our hormones are fluctuating, we don't often take into account how that makes us feel. So I think just a good daily check-in of like, what do I feel capable of doing today? What sounds good to my body? Because your body is like so intelligent. It really knows what's best for it. So I think having that little check-in and intuitively asking your 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 body what it wants today, does it want that like really power go go-go day doesn't want that day where it's cool being on camera and being interviewed and like doing all your social media and like being super outgoing and everything or are you feeling more like I just want to do some behind the scenes work do a little organization and stuff a lot of that really fluctuates with our menstrual cycle and I feel like working in tune with those things makes us so much more productive and like powerful in the long run as opposed to just looking at our calendar and being like oh today I've got to get this stuff done and just powering through it even when we know it doesn't feel right Yes, yes, yes. I actually, so for those of you listening who are curious about, she sort of mentioned like, no, like where you are in your cycle can impact this. I did an episode on cycle syncing with a really amazing guest. Um, It was a few episodes ago. So if you just scroll down a little bit in your episode feed, you'll see it. And we dive into everything you need to know about syncing your business with your cycle, which is fascinating and so helpful. Um, So let's shift gears. Um, and tell us what you're getting intentional about right now. Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> I am getting more intentional with my rest because as like a very, you know, type A hardworking workaholic, I have a little bit of a messed up relationship with with relaxing. I think a lot of people can relate to that. So oh. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm working really hard on uh, being intentional with my rest, it being a productive part of my day, of it being really important. Uh, as an acupuncturist, I am a big fan of like yin yang theory. So we need as much yin time as we have our like yang super hyper productive time. So making sure I'm like, I'm really balancing that out in my day and like grounding and being more in my body is something I've been really working on this past year. Uh, slowly but surely. And it's been really transformative. Such a good reminder for all of us to prioritize that and see it. Something you said that's so important that a a girlfriend of mine and I say to each other all the time is rest is productive. Rest is as productive as sitting at your computer. Without it, you will struggle to be at your computer. You need that time. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, it's a good mantra and a good reminder. Yes. Um, Where can listeners connect with you outside of the podcast? Uh, sure. I am CFG Healing online on Instagram and TikTok and all the socials and whatever. Uh, and my website is cfghealing.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again for being here today. It's been really insightful and so supportive. Yeah. Thank you for having me and letting me talk about all my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you everyone for being here with us. And we'll catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.